I think it was Mulder, or maybe Scully, who said that running parallel to our existence is the world of beasties, of others, the, the dead. It's right there. Right here, next to us all the time. And occasionally, our worlds collide. It was quiet and calm, and you could see all the birds, you could hear the frogs. It was just beautiful. It's wherever I went when I just needed some time to be by myself or just to think clearly for a while. And I ran into one person ever, a lady walking her dog, and I'm pretty sure I scared the life out of her that there was another person in the park that day. So I remember I had been on the phone with my then-boyfriend, and I don't remember what we talked about, but I remember he said something that made me think he was a chauvinistic, not-nice person. And I remember yelling at him and telling him that if he knew anything about me, he knew exactly where I was going to go. And I hung up the phone and got in my car. I drove off to the park. The sun was already kind of down behind the tree line, but it wasn't dark yet. And I pulled into the parking lot, and I thought it was weird that there was two cars there. And you know how police cars will sit side by side so they can talk out their driver window? It was like that. So they were talking to each other. And when I got out, I remember the the man in the truck just staring at me in in this horrible way. Like, like you know when, when someone just looks at you like... Like, they're looking through you like you don't exist or don't matter. This is weird. No one's ever here. It's late. Why are these two men here? And and then I thought, ah, they're they're leaving. I don't care. I have my own problems to deal with. I'm I'm going. And I only took my keys with me because I don't want to have a big clunky purse banging around with me. So... I headed across the field. I didn't look back at the parking lot. To get into the woods, you really had to cross through the field to find an an opening because there's no trails. It's kind of just have to know where there's places you can cut in without going through thorn bushes and getting torn apart. I headed into the woods where the opening was and I started to walk towards that little spot in the creek. And I I was taking my time because I was calming down and I was just listening to the birds and sounds and just calming like that's all I was thinking about you know the argument I just had and what I wanted to do and should we break up and all those stupid things that go through your head and and then I started realizing it got really quiet like I didn't hear the birds anymore I didn't hear the squirrels bouncing around the leaves and then I heard something big moving through the woods and I I was thinking in my head I'm like maybe it's a dog And then I heard the voices. And the first voice is a male's voice. And he said, I know I saw her go in this way. She couldn't have gotten that far. And then the second voice comes and it's quieter. And it says, she'll hear you. Okay, so there's two men in the woods now. And they must be looking for something, obviously. They're, they're looking for something. And I kept thinking, it must be a dog. They're looking for their dog. That makes sense, of course. They must have lost their dog, and they're driving around looking for it. 
And then I thought they wouldn't be being quiet. They wouldn't try to sneak up on it. They'd be whistling. They'd be calling. And I I stood there frozen because that's the kind of person I am. I'm the deer that stands in front of your car staring into your headlights and doesn't move. And I could still hear them coming closer to me through the woods. I could hear the trees, the snapping of twigs as they were walking and, and leaves crunching. I don't even know how long I stood there, but I, I was completely frozen, waiting for them to get to me. And then I heard the other voice. It was distorted like like if you heard somebody talking through a closed door or or talking underwater. Like you could hear what you could understand kind of what they were saying, but the voice wasn't right. It wasn't in my head because it had like a volume and a pitch that changed that my thoughts don't do. Maybe other people's thoughts change in in volume when they get upset, but mine are very monotone. So I I could almost feel where the voice was coming from. Like if someone yells, you can kind of feel where they're standing at, like where the sound comes from. And it was it was behind me and a little above, like like it was taller than me. It just said go to the river now. And I don't know if I was more scared of the fact that there's some disembodied voice talking to me or maybe there's a person behind me now and there's two men coming towards me in the woods. I don't know which scared me more. I mean, I I guess I, I listened to the voice because, I don't know, I didn't really have other options. I took off towards the river And I was making a ton of noise because I was just running as fast as I could. And the voice came back right away and said, no, quietly, quietly. And almost, almost like it hissed at me when it said it. Quietly. And I got to where the river was and where this little embankment was. And I just jumped down it instead of climbing down like I should have. I ended up cutting my legs up in the process. And, and I squished myself against the embankment and, and squeezed down into the smallest, tightest little ball I possibly could. And the voice just kept saying really quietly to stay. And I just sat there hoping that, that whoever else was in the woods was just going to leave and that I wasn't having some kind of breakdown. And I kept hearing them moving through the woods and getting closer and closer. And then I could tell they had split off because one sound was going further away and one was coming much closer. And as I, I sat there, that voice just kept telling me, stay, stay, and quiet, over and over again. Like, like it was almost trying to comfort me. I could hear what sounded to me like like someone was right above me. And I knew if I leaned out, if someone was up there, they'd be able to see me. And I couldn't help myself. I I had to look to see if something was there. So I just tilted my head up just a tiny bit. And I could see the tips of these construction boots hanging over the edge of the embankment. And then I could see hanging down next to them this dirty old rope just swinging there. 
don't, I don't even know if I even thought anything at that point. Like I was just so scared. I just tilted my head back down and just tried to not breathe. It felt like hours, but I know it couldn't have been that long, but it just seemed forever. And even then, like the voice even was completely silent. Like there was nothing but me hearing this man breathing above me. And I guess he didn't look down because he started to walk away at some point. And that voice came back and it kept telling me to wait. And I, I, I didn't want to. I wanted to go so bad. And I, I just said, well, I'm already hearing voices. I have people in the woods with a rope looking for something, which I assume is me at this point. And I might as well just listen. So I, I waited and I waited. And finally, the voice said, go now to the field, go. And it was screaming at me so loud. I I jumped just from how loud it was. And I I climbed up the embankment and I ran through the woods. And I didn't care about being quiet. I'm torn up by thorn bushes and tree branches and everything. And I got out to the field. And I'm far, far, far away from the cars and from the street. And at this point, the sun's starting to go down. It's getting dark. And I could see the parking lot, but it was so far away. And I knew there was limited chance that anybody on the street could see me. And I'm running, and I start hearing footsteps running. And I mean, the field's loud, so I can hear them. And they're, first they're farther away, but they're much faster than I am. So much faster than I am. And they're, they're barreling down on me at this point. And the only thing I have is my car keys. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going down like this. So I, I put the car keys, and I, I did what my dad always used to tell me, to have the, car, the keys between each one of your knuckles. And I had my fist all balled up, and I'm like, I'm going to at least see this person. I'm not going to just let them take me. And I spun around with the keys in my fist. The footsteps are right on top of me. And there was nothing. Nothing. I, I fully expected to see the, at least one of the men there. But it was silent. No, no more footsteps, no anything. And the only thing I could think was the footsteps must have belonged to the voice somehow. And then I hear the voice again just screaming at the top of its lungs that I need to run right now. And I immediately hear the footsteps again. So I'm looking as I'm running now. But I can't see anything. And the footsteps are literally in pace with me now. Like like something is running next to me through the field. I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, I don't I have no idea. Does this how people die? Like, I mean, I have like a thousand crazy thoughts running through my head because none of this makes any sense. Finally, I, I break out of the field, I get in my car, got my keys in the ignition as fast as I could. And I see both the cars that have been running that were leaving are now parked in different places with nobody in them. I had like cuts and scrapes from, you know, the embankment and climbing back up all the rocks and and running through the thorn bushes. And I definitely remember my tires making squealy sounds as I backed up way faster than I should have. And I, I just sped out of there and I refused to look behind me in the rearview mirror. I just kept picturing like in every bad scary movie there's that person that you see in the rearview mirror and I'm like I'm not going to have an image of them haunt me. No, no I don't ever wish to hear it again because I assume if I do I'm in a really bad place. I assume if I ever hear it again something really terrible is happening. 
I mean, don't get me wrong. If there hadn't been a voice, I probably wouldn't be talking to you. I would probably be a missing persons case somewhere in somebody's drawer. I can only assume it meant good things. I mean, it got me out of there. That story comes to us from listener Shelley Shaffrey, who's featured on Snap's new spinoff podcast, Spooked. Get scared all over again at spookpodcast.org. 13 episodes for your haunted pleasure. And I'm happy to say that Shelly, she hasn't heard that voice since. But if you have a ghost story, let us know. Spooked at spookpodcast.org. The original score is by Leon Morimoto. That story was produced by Eliza Smith. <laughs>